It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. Shanghai will go into lockdown in phases tomorrow as the Omicron variant hits the financial hub. Hong Kong passes 7,000 deaths for the fifth wave, though officials say they're studying how many are a direct result of COVID. And Cathay welcomes the government's move to ease flight ban rules. Authorities in Shanghai have announced they'll begin nine days of lockdown and COVID testing operations. The work will begin tomorrow in the eastern half of the financial hub before switching to areas west of the Huang River on Friday. As Mike Weeks reports, the city is at the centre of the mainland's Omicron wave. The National Health Commission reported on Sunday that 4,333 people had tested positive for COVID-19 without showing any symptoms. Shanghai accounts for the vast majority of those infections. Asymptomatic cases uncovered in the commercial hub rose by more than 400 from the day before to 2,631. The Health Commission also confirmed 47 locally transmitted cases in the city out of the 1,000 217 recorded nationwide. More than 1,070 of the locally acquired infections were in Jilin, which also reported just over 1,000 local asymptomatic cases. Hundreds of other infections were also recorded in Fujian, Hebei, Liaoning, Tianjin and Henan. Shanghai has now confirmed more than 10,000 coronavirus infections in the past three weeks, most of them asymptomatic, putting pressure on the city's health system. Some hospitals have been shut down daily for disinfection, following positive tests among patients and staff. Seven low-level hospitals and stadiums have been converted to isolate asymptomatic and mild COVID cases and dispense medication. Health officials here say the number of COVID patients to die in the fifth wave has passed 7,000, although only 40% of them have been definitively linked to the virus. A further 151 deaths were reported today. The hospital authorities, Dr Larry Lee, says experts are analysing all COVID deaths. We are still undergoing some more thorough investigations, more thorough analysis. And uh, we like to disclose at the stage that have a more comprehensive and a more broad view. So we will disclose the uh, findings later. The SAR reported just over 8,000 COVID cases today, slightly down on yesterday's total. More than half were self-reported infections based on rapid tests. Dr Lee also said more than 18,500 COVID patients had been prescribed one of two oral antiviral drugs. He says the authority may now allocate the drugs to private clinics. We are actively exploring um, to allocate some of the stock for them to prescribe, but actually uh, for the platform of the prescriptions and also other, uh, other liaison, we, st- we still ha- uh, need some more discussions, but we are actively exploring this. Cathay Pacific has welcomed the government's decision last night to halve the length of time flights on a specific route will be banned for if patients test positive for COVID on arrival. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says the change is about balancing risk. The airlines, as the operator of those inbound flights, they also have to comply with the various requirements. For example, checking the PCR negative tests of the passengers, make sure that they have the booking at least seven nights in a designated quarantine hotel before they allow these passengers to board the plane to come to Hong Kong. So since we have this expectation and requirement of the airlines, we need to put in some penalty. 
Mainland officials have announced the recovery of a second black box. The flight date reco- data recorder for the ill-fated China Eastern flight MU5735. They say search teams have also collected more than 33,000 pieces of debris from the Boeing 737-800, as well as videos taken by eyewitnesses. The first black box, the cockpit voice recorder, was retrieved on Wednesday. The Civil Aviation Administration's Zhu Tao says the second device was found this morning, 40 metres from the crash site. After checking, the recorder's other parts were seriously damaged, but the data storage unit appeared comparatively intact. The data storage unit has now been sent to a professional laboratory for decoding work. Through weather forecasts, cloudy with occasional showers and isolated thunderstorms. It'll be cool in the morning. Temperatures in the region of 17 to 20 degrees tomorrow. Currently 20 degrees, humidity 79%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is exactly five minutes past 11. Ukraine's military intelligence chief has warned that Russia is trying to apply what he called the Korean scenario to Ukraine, having failed to take the capital and depose the legitimate government. Kirill Budanov said Vladimir Putin would try to impose a demarcation line between the eastern and southern regions and the rest of Ukraine, since he won't be able to, as he put it, swallow the whole country. General Budanov predicted this quasi-state would be unviable, given the resistance of the local population. The country's former national security adviser, Alexander Danilyuk, explained the possible rationale behind this move. The idea is that Russia will basically expand this quasi-republic, Lugansk and Donetsk, that will be on behalf of Russia fighting with Ukraine so that Russia would disengage from the war and uh, positioning it as a civil war between Ukraine and this separatist republic. But if that republic will be established, they will be fully dependent on Russia and the destiny of Russia. The French President Emmanuel Macron has warned against the verbal escalation of the Ukraine war a day after President Biden described Vladimir Putin as a butcher and said he shouldn't be allowed to remain in power. Mr Macron was speaking to the French media. We want to stop the war that Russia has started in Ukraine without going to war and without escalation. It's about sanctioning Russia so that it stops. It's about helping the Ukrainians to resist. It's about welcoming the refugees and through diplomatic channels obtaining first a ceasefire and then a total withdrawal of troops. But if we want to do that, we must not escalate, either in words or in actions. The U.S. authorities have denied that President Biden was calling for regime change in Russia following his unscripted comments on Mr Putin during a visit to Poland. The parliamentary election in Malta has been won by the governing Labour Party, its third successive victory at the polls. The Prime Minister, Robert Abela, said his party had won an outright majority. The main centre-right opposition Nationalist Party has admitted defeat. A senior advisor to Iran's Supreme Leader has said that a revived nuclear deal between Tehran and world powers is imminent, but depends on the United States. Speaking at the Doha Forum International Conference, Kamal Karazi said it was vital for Washington to remove Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps from a U.S. terrorist list. It's imminent, but it depends on the political will of the United States. IRJC is a national army and a national army cannot be listed as terrorist group and certainly it is not acceptable that is very important for iranians 
But the US Special Envoy for Iran, Robert Malley, said Washington would maintain sanctions on the guards, casting doubt on how soon a deal could be reached. To sport and Sergio Perez was fastest in qualifying for tonight's Saudi Arabia Formula 1 Grand Prix on the street circuit in Jeddah. The world champion, his Red Bull teammate Max Verstappen, will be on the second row of the grid. Seven-time champion Lewis Hamilton was only 16th quickest in the Mercedes and offered these thoughts on that placing. Yeah, something something in the setup. Um, it was looking good in P3. Tried to progress in the same in the similar direction and maybe we went too far. And then the car was just undrivable. I was so nervous. Christian Eriksen has had a remarkable footballing comeback. He scored inside two minutes of his return to playing for Denmark for the first time since last June when he suffered a cardiac arrest on the pitch. Eriksen was on target with his first touch of the ball after coming off the bench, but Denmark lost 4-2 away to the Netherlands. Harry Kane scored England's winner from the penalty spot in the 2-1 victory over Switzerland at Wembley Stadium. Kane has moved level with Sir Bobby Charlton on 49 England goals. Only Wayne Rooney has scored more. The England boss is Gareth Southgate. The names that he's in and amongst now are incredible, aren't they? So he would appreciate that history and uh, it will mean a lot to him to be in with those people. And, yeah, you'd have to say he looks favourite to go and do that. I don't want to put any uh, any sort of curse on that at all and, and, and say any more, really. But... Um, Again, he wants the team to do well as well. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Shanghai will go into lockdown in phases tomorrow as the Omicron variant hits the financial hub. Hong Kong passes 7,000 deaths for the fifth wave, though officials say they're studying how many are a direct result of COVID. And Cathay welcomes the government's move to ease flight ban rules. The news from RTHK. In our newsroom, Todd Harding, more headlines at midnight. Yeah. 
Shopping in Rap Sure. Thank you. 